Hello, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. For network or show information, visit byteradio.me or call 843-808-0777. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Wendy Darling, and we will be talking about her work as well as her new book, Create Your Miraculous Life, It's Never Too Late. Wendy Darling is is the founder of the Miraculous Living Institute with more than 35 years of experience as a relationship and transformational results expert, speaker, seminar facilitator, management and organizational development consultant, master healer and coach, Wendy has created a unique and innovative system, the Miraculous Living Method, that allows people to get results they want with greater ease and speed. Wendy works with all facets of relationships, singles who want to finally attract the love of their life, couples who want to replenish their relationship, and or the relationship or in the relationship with your body and health. She also works business, with business owners and executives and their personnel to strengthen the team for greater productivity and profits. Wendy also trains and certifies coaches and practitioners in her programs and methodology. Wendy formerly hosted two of her own radio shows and has been featured in Forbes, as well as numerous other publications. She is the number one best-selling author of Create Your Miraculous Life, It Is Never Too Late, and The Miracle That Is Your Life. Wendy's clients repeatedly refer to her as their personal fairy godmother for assisting them in turning their dreams into reality, regardless of where they are in life. Today, Wendy's here to share the wisdom from Create Your Miraculous Life, It's Never Too Late. For more information, you can visit Wendy's website, which is www.wendydarlene.com, and you can also find out about her consulting services by going to the website, www.gothedistanceconsulting.com. And with that, I'd like to welcome Wendy to the show. Good day, Wendy. Hi, Robert. Great to be with you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to our conversation today and helping our listeners kind of find those miracles and or create those miracles. So um, uh, I usually like to start, since this is bringing inspiration to our show, I like to find out from the authors um, what inspired them to write their particular books and at this particular time. So would you mind sharing with us your motivation and inspiration for writing um, Create Your Miraculous Life? Sure. Well, I wrote this book last year. And um, first of all, we were in the midst of a pandemic, Uh, so a unique period of time for all of us and very challenging for many. Um, Secondly, the book was really, the pull to write came more from the fact that I was very cognizant that I was rapidly approaching 70. So I was 69, and I, I was like, how is this? possible (laughs) you know it's like how did they get here already and i and i say that because there's still so much more i want to be doing and contributing and experiencing and so the book the pull for the theme of the book really started out more it's never too late Um, because i've always believed that um, whether it be to start a new profession, start a business, attract the love of your life, get your body healthier, you know, whatever it may be, you know, create more money and wealth. Um, So especially because it was in the middle of the pandemic, I felt like a lot of people were really wondering what's going to happen. How am I going Mm -hmm. to fill in the blank, and is it just too late? And on top of it, um, my son became very ill last year. And so personally, 
it was a really challenging time. And I'm happy to say he's doing much better today. We're cautiously optimistic. But I know what it's like more than once to pray for a miracle, to need a miracle. And it wasn't until I was talking with my best friend, who also happens to be my publisher, Robin Simons, um, and because I, it just wasn't landing for me yet that the book was to be titled It's Never Too Late. And she's the one that kind of reminded me that somehow I managed to get myself into the miracle business. And and that originated from my first book, which is titled The Miracle That Is Your Life. And there's actually a story behind that that took me into all of this. And so I really felt it was important to fold in creating your miraculous life because I was no different than many people. My life was not feeling miraculous at all. And I, while writing the book, I had to dig deep to find that place within me to restore my faith, to restore what I know is possible so that I too could feel like I was back in the miracle zone. And and so that was part of the inspiration for this book. But I could also share if you're interested in how I even got in the miracle conversation to begin with. As a matter of fact, I am interested. <laughs> and and when when you before you tell us that story too, can you um, tell us what is your, I guess, definition or or how what would you just describe a miracle to be? Yeah, you know, it's very personal. I am not talking about the rivers parting the waters parting kind of miracles. And that could happen. Mm -hmm. You could, in fact, possibly win the lottery. When I was younger, I I thought for sure I was destined to win the lottery. And I don't know if foolishly or wisely, I thought, you know, okay, maybe I could win the lottery, but I want to feel like I won the lottery of life. And I was very fascinated at that time with the whole concept of manifestation, Um, I knew people that just seemed to quite effortlessly attract clients or experiences that they deeply desired to have. And I I was just curious because I had a very serious accident a number of years ago, and we can get into that. Um, But prior to my accident, my life really was miraculous. You know, early in my adult life, if I wanted a job, I got it. You know, things just happened very effortlessly for me. After my accident, not so much. And so I was really starting over in many, many ways. So a miracle could be recognizing that your heart is just beating away, running a marathon 24-7. I think that's pretty darn miraculous in my world, (laughs) that my lungs decide somehow it's going to keep breathing in oxygen, releasing carbon dioxide, you know, it's just miraculous. In the neighborhood that I live in, in San Diego, we're seeing all these crepe myrtles suddenly blossoming. And I'm thinking to myself, how did they know how to do that now? I know the tree in my front yard figured it out somehow, but how are all these other ones doing it at the same time, given that we're in the middle of August? And so, you know, I'm fascinated by that. And then there are spontaneous kinds of experiences where we suddenly hear from somebody, an opportunity falls from the sky, it feels like, and lands in our lap. But it's also miracles are when you can really feel the blessings that are in your life. Each blessing, something that you're grateful for, is a is a friggin' miracle in my world. You know, there were times when I was really in the depths of challenges, shall we say, and I would be grateful that I had a roof over my head. I was grateful that I was able to breathe. I was grateful that I maybe didn't have much money in the bank, but I was able to pay my bills. You know, whatever 
and I was always grateful for the new miracles, the new opportunities that were coming my way. And so having those kind of perspectives, those beliefs, um, and paying attention to it, even if they're teeny, teeny, tiny little somethings, it invites more. And I think the most important thing is to pay attention, to recognize the miracles in your life. And as you do that, what happens is you will continue to open up and receive more and more. Yeah, you know, that. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm you know, glad that you start off by indicating that it is a very personal thing, that it is unique to each individual, um, how they perceive events, you know, whether they be miraculous or not. So, and also the... Um, the idea of uh, raising our awareness of the miracles that happen every day, you know, like you talk mm-hmm. about breathing and beating heart. And, I mean, those things, those are things that we take for granted, that we don't necessarily, you know, give or do a, attention and gratitude for happening, you know. Um, so, Absolutely. you know, I, I, yeah, so I can see that, you know, that it's a very personal thing. So that's, you know, so for the listeners, I just kind of want them to recognize that, you know, miracles are happening every day in their life, and they just need, they don't need, that if they want to encourage more, then recognize and uh, give the, I guess, appropriate gratitude for it to happen so that it can happen again more. Yes, absolutely. So with with yours, you mentioned um, an injury that you had. So can you tell us maybe when did the, uh, attention to miracles begin for you? I mean, you know, in earnest as far as, a, you know, a kind of a study kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it Well, first of all, um, it's now been, I think, 30, 31 years ago. I, I would have to think harder than I'm willing to think in this moment. Um, <laughs> that uh, I was doing consulting work. I was a very traditional management and organizational development consultant. And what that means is I went into companies, into organizations, and I worked with their executives and their teams for them to be more aligned with uh, the results that they want to produce so that they could be more productive and profitable. So leadership and team development has always been that area of expertise for me. And then I would do training and development. So I was on contract at that time with the Fortune 100 company. And I was, shall we say, very generously, very dedicated to my work. And I happened to be extremely sick. Um, And I was flying from Texas to LA. I was at the Dallas airport, sick as a dog. I had been sick to my stomach. So I went outside to get some fresh air before my flight left. This was in 1990. Um, And uh, I passed out, and I fell over a ledge, and I fell uh, almost around 25 feet. And um, so my right leg was shattered. I had multiple surgeries over several months uh, and didn't know if I would walk again for about 11 months, which I do. I also had some multiple back fractures, which also did heal. And years later, I was diagnosed with a traumatic brain injury. Because remember, this was 1990, so head injuries were not as well-known or prevalent. Plus, I had so many physical injuries that, you know, my head was kind of ignored, I guess. And it was also a very traumatic time. And if that were not enough, around week four of being in the hospital initially, my former husband came, suitcases packed, saying he no longer wished to be married. And even though I take full responsibility for my portion that contributed to that decision, I think we might easily agree that the timing was not exactly (laughs) optimal, not that it ever would be. And if right. that were not enough, when we ultimately went to court, he happens to be an attorney, and he mm-hmm. was awarded full custody of our son, who was only four and a half. And that's really when I lost it. 
prior to that point in time, as I mentioned, I was fearless. You know, if somebody said, can you do this? I was, I was, I said, of course I can do this. And I always would find ways to figure it out. I was pretty bold. And, and so now, after my accident, I was just the opposite. Nothing made sense to me. My life, if you want to, if you would look at my life at that time, it was like a blank white sheet. There was nothing about it that held anything remotely close to what I would call my identity. As a wife, a mom, as a consultant, my body was shattered in itself. And I was looking at what choices had I made that got me to where I was at that time and what was going to need to change. And it was my mom who suggested I learn how to meditate. And at that time, Robert, quieting my mind was a complete oxymoron. And and so yet, desperate times, and so I found somebody who was teaching meditation. I was in Dallas at that time. And I practiced. And we would meet at this person's house. And I remember, it wasn't too long after we started, I went to Michael, the person who was teaching meditation, And I shared with him, I said, you know, it's really interesting. Every time I almost feel like my mind is going to relax, I get this urge to sing. And he said, well, sing. And I started Mm -hmm. laughing. I said, Michael, you don't understand. (laughs) I actually have people in my life that request I not do that. And so he just looked at me and he said, just go back, see what happens. So I went back to my little corner in the house, wherever it was, and I um, got into that place and I allowed what turned out to be this melodic type of singing come out of me. And for the first time in a very long time, not only did my mind begin relaxing, but so did my body. And as I mentioned, I was living in Dallas And what they say is true, things are a bit larger there. And I had a very nice walk-in closet, and I would do my meditation and this singing in my closet. And I literally was in the closet with all of this. Remember I told you I was just a very traditional (laughs) consultant. And and so um, I'm back now at the same house, same instructor, And we're finishing up. I'm walking down the hallway, and I pass by this other person that's in our small group, and out of my mouth comes, you have a block around your heart. And I'm thinking to myself, "Uh, where did that come from? Because it wasn't like it just came out of my mouth. And what was a real gift, now I'm wondering what the heck just happened, walking down the hall further, and somewhere behind me was this instructor's son who was a teen at the time and he was just very gifted very intuitive and i hear him say to the same person hey you've got a block around your heart and i'm thinking what is happening to me so i started playing with this more and more you know i've always been a curious person and i started to really start to experience new things I was able to start seeing energy. I was able to see kind of like an x-ray. So here I am in San Diego. You're on the East Coast. I could close my eyes and I can see you energetically if we were working together. I don't walk around doing this tempting at times, <laughs> right. but I do not. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so um, and it appears as an like an x-ray, and I can see these dark spots in your energy field that are creating a clog in your system. And so the sound healing is one part of the process. The um, In 2000, I believe, I began to receive designs that also have a frequency to them. The sound obviously has a frequency. Um, and these designs also have a very um, a very high frequency as well, a certain energy. And individually, they're very effective, 
But I found when I combine them, it creates a very unique circuitry so that anything that is not of your true self literally gets washed away. It just melts away. And what's very unique about my system is there's also a brain training component because there's a lot of people that do release work of a variety of kinds. However, if you don't work with the mind to train it to work in your behalf, you risk defaulting. So, for example, that's why maybe you'll you'll go on a, a diet. That's a very common one. You release your weight and you gain it back because under the current of your awareness in your subconscious mind, there's a whole lot of other stuff that's saying, we got to eat, we got to do this, and it's programming your body to want to eat more. So now that's a long journey to answer your original question. So now I'm getting ready to write my first book, The Miracle That Is Your Life. And um, my best friend, who happens to be my publisher, Robin Simons of Crescendo Publishing, I I had known Robin for um, a period of time, but I never saw her in action. And I had referred one of my clients to her. And so she invited me to be a part of their strategy session. And when I saw what Robin did for my client, I looked at her and I said, I want you to do that with me. Robin has this <laughs> brilliant way of just pulling out your information and helping you organize so that by the time you're done with your strategy session, you have your chapters already identified and your main topics of what you want in those chapters completed. And so we did that. I had my strategy session. We had we had pages and pages up on the wall and little post-it notes all over the place. And Robin looks at me and she said, what do you think the title of your book is going to be? And I found myself looking over at one of the sheets on the wall. And I started telling her the story of my son when he was an infant. I happened to have been raised Jewish. And in Judaism, it's traditional to give your child a Hebrew name. And it's also traditional to give the name in honor of the deceased. And my father had passed away the year before. Um, My father died very suddenly while playing racquetball. He died of a massive heart attack. And it was, as you might imagine, a very devastating time. So I definitely wanted to honor my dad. He was only 56 years old. And his Hebrew name was Nissen. And this is how it all started. And Nissen in Hebrew translates to miracle. And and it was like, oh, my gosh. And then uh, my former husband's grandfather had also recently passed away. His name was Charles. And Charles in Hebrew is Chaim, which translates to life. So my son's Hebrew name is Nissen Chaim, which translates to the miracle of life. So so that obviously was the the title of my book, but then I really felt led to rebrand my business. And so that is when the Miraculous Living Institute got birthed. And I also renamed my process to the Miraculous Living Method. And and it all seemed very nice and sweet until I suddenly found myself asking, how did I get here being a voice for miracles? Because I didn't feel like I had anything special or it was like, or remember, the traditional side of me is like, what? You're now going to be talking about miracles, helping people birth miracles in their life. But the other thing that I realized, both with my process, that took quite a while for me to get used to, by the way. I was doing it, but it was like, oh, my gosh. Back then, I didn't have language hardly to describe what was happening to me, which today 
even though I have more language, I like that there are times we can't explain everything. I think that part's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And so the point that I want to make is I thank my father. It honors me. It allows me to honor him. It allows me to also honor my son. But I feel that this was my pathway that I was guided to, to be the voice of miracles. And who doesn't have moments in their life, in their work, whatever, where we're questioning, can I really do this? Am I really qualified? Am I good enough? Um, And the doubter within every single human being surfaces. And so because it actually made me feel a bit uncomfortable again, I was already uncomfortable with what I did. Um, And I got over it. I went, you know, you've been given this great gift. Get over yourself. And it's like, okay, fine. But every now and then, you know, especially if it's a friend or somebody I know or somebody Uh that I I have a lot of respect for, I'm like, oh, God, I have to sing to this person. (laughs) You know, and and they're always, oh, my gosh, that was wonderful. I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank you. And But it's still those little niggles every now and yeah. then. Um, but, you know, okay, so now I am in the miracle business, and God only knows we can all use some inspiration. And to tie this thread up, it was just maybe three or four weeks ago that my mom happens to be in a memory care facility here in Southern California. I moved her here a little over four years ago. And her dementia has really progressed. And for probably a good several months now, she doesn't speak. She will laugh in response. That is her one way of communicating. Or sometimes I can really feel what she's trying to say or her eyes are speaking to me or maybe she squeezes my hand or she blinks or nods. But it's very minimal at this stage. And and I was with her, and I can't remember what I was doing. I, I tend to, I, I sometimes read her parts of my book, especially the ones mm-hmm. that are about her. And, um, and suddenly she says my name, Wendy. And I'm like, and I, was, I remember I was looking down, but I don't remember if I was showing her pictures or reading. And it, it actually you know, slightly startled me. I was like, Mom. And then a few minutes later, she said my name again. And then that was on a Tuesday, and I was back seeing her on Thursday. And I'm getting ready to leave. And I always give her a little peck on the lips, and this was no different. So I gave her a little peck on the lips. I look at her, and I just said, Mom, I love you. And she said, I love you too. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I wrote, I hadn't been writing regularly with my blog, but I was so inspired to write about that because that was truly miraculous moments. And I've just recently started writing and, and videotaping interviews with people to share their miraculous moments. And I have to tell you, I am so inspired. It's just started. I've only had three or four interviews so far. And it's like, it's so, it's so inspiring to me. And I'm hoping it will be inspiring to others as well. Oh, it will be. I, I, I know. I mean, first of all, I've, I've um, been around many a folk in the um, – assisted living or, you know, or people who have had dementia or Alzheimer's or, or some form of dementia. And, and it mm-hmm. is truly a miracle when there's those moments of lucidity, when they they yeah. recognize who you are and there's that connection to uh, that heart to heart, you know, real connection, you know, and they're rare. Um, and so when they do happen, I mean, it really does fall in that uh, miraculous moment kind of category. And and I and I did read your on your blog, um, your um, 
a story about the miraculous moments and and uh, the fact that you want people to tell you their miraculous moments. So yes. I'll just throw it out to the listeners, you know, that they can go to your uh, wendydarling.com and, and check out, uh, or, you know, the information or contact you. Yeah, wendy at wendydarling.com takes you right to my email. And, yes, if you have a miraculous moment, again, it's, it could be around a challenge that you overcame. It could be a miraculous meeting of somebody or an opportunity. You know what it is. Um, and if you have something that you want to share because your story can inspire somebody else, and that's what I'm really wanting to use this for. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, we're about halfway through the show already, Wendy, so I'm going to take just a quick break. Um, and I do want to invite listeners, if you would like to call in with any questions, you can call in at 619-789-4359. Or if you're listening live in the chat room, you can pose a question there. Um, and then when we come back from break, Wendy, I want to talk go into a little bit more detail about the miraculous living method, the, the methodologies that, that you created so that listeners can get a good idea of what that's about, okay? Sure. Great. Okay, everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this very brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,400 shows we have had over the past nine years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, photography, a wellness store, and self-publishing assistance. Our show is a free podcast on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on many social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms at the top of our homepage. Our website ByteRadio.me has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest is Wendy Darlene, and we're talking about her work as well as her new book, Create your miraculous life, it's never too late. And if you have ever thought that it was ever too late to start something, you definitely want to visit Wendy's website, which is www.wendydarling.com. And if you're interested in the consulting services that she offers, you can go to www.gothedistanceconsulting.com. Okay, with that, we're back, Wendy. I'm here. Okay, great. Um, okay, so let's uh, talk a little bit about the, the miraculous living method. You know, that's the, mm -hmm. the transformational system that you created. So tell us a bit about it and what is unique about it compared to others that are out there. Yeah, um, well, it's, it's a five-part system, but one of the things that I pride myself on is when I work with somebody, I come into your world. You do not come into mine. But there is a, there is a, um, somewhat of a structure in some of the steps. But I look at people as a very complex Rubik cube, and I'm able to see where your Rubik cube of you has gotten a little off track. And so we're trying. So I work to get you back in alignment. So first of all, when I work with somebody, we, we deal with what I refer to as magic wand time. And that is, if you had a magic wand, how would you really be wanting to live your life? And I look at 10 areas of your life. And we create a vision for your life. 
as well as a mission. And the distinction between the two is your vision is the picture of how you would like to be experiencing your life. Your mission takes that vision to give it more meaning and purpose. So, for example, um, for example, I have always wanted to, I have always had a desire to have a home overlooks the ocean. I don't have to be on the ocean. I just want to be able to see it from where I'm living. And and I will say, so that was that's a vision of mine. Now, I used to live in Dallas, Texas. I now live in San Diego. I still have one more move ahead of me. I don't yet have that view, but I promise you I'm a whole lot closer being in San Diego to that ocean than I was in Dallas. Now that takes us to the next level, though, of mission. So isn't that nice that I want to have a home that has a view of the ocean? Well, part of the reason home is very important to me always has been I need an environment that nourishes me, especially because of the work that I do. I want to make sure I'm taking really good care of myself so I can be present and be 100% whether I'm working with somebody individually or I'm facilitating a group or retreat or if I'm speaking to hundreds, thousands of people. And so that is one of the, the, that is one of the reasons home is very important to me. It gives me, that's one of my higher, my higher reasons and mission. But also it's showing me that I'm on target with what I came to do in this lifetime. It's it's like the ultimate reward. It doesn't mean that you have to be doing everything or achieving everything, but you want to see progress. And so so by waiting your magic wand, what is important about that is it starts to connect you more to the deep desires within you. Now, some people are very clear about what those desires are. More times than not, there may be something that you buried or pushed aside because it was a little too painful. There was a woman that came to work with me. It's now been several years ago. In fact, she was my very first client when I moved here to San Diego which has now been a little over eight years ago. And um, she, she wanted to work with me because she, she had her own business. It was growing very fast. And there were things about it that she need, wanted and needed support with. And what was interesting in her case, because we were doing what um, I refer to as the results accelerator, and I can explain that in a little bit more detail as well, um, is that she really wanted a relationship. And one of the things that I believe and have seen over and over again with all the hundreds of people that I've worked with, really it's thousands, um, that if if we deny the desires of our heart, they will come back to bite us in the backside one way or another. I believe that sometimes people get ill because they're trying to live a life they should live and they're not paying attention to something that they really want or need. So in this person's case, not only did we focus on her business, but we also focused on her love life and what might have been getting in the way of attracting love into her life. And what's interesting about this scenario is, so the miraculous living method actually allows me to peek at your energy system. So instead of, say, it's very common for people to talk about limiting beliefs and finding what happened and when it happened, we don't have to do that with my process. I, I need to know where you want to be. The process helps guide me to know where those little boogers are hanging out. That's my technical term for the day. <laughs> and, and so it's, it's the emotion that past experiences have gotten buried within your system. And, and it, it creates a cog in the wheel. And so there are stuck points, which doesn't allow you to naturally flow 
in your life. Um, and, and then what's also critical is there is a brain training component to my work, and that is one of the things that also sets me apart significantly. Because if I would just do, say, release work with you, Robert, let's say you, know, you wanted uh, to be making more money, well, that's all well and good. I can see where those, I can find where those little stuck points are. We could release them. But if I don't support you to train your mind, to strengthen it, so it's thinking in a way consciously of, of who you want to be, who you're, the experiences you want to have so that you are in alignment with your desires and experiences. If you don't do that, you risk defaulting. And what I personally found, my bias, is saying, you know, it's very common for people to say, you know, create statements statements of affirmation. And that's all Mm -hmm. well and good, but it's very hard to overcome the subconscious programming just doing that. And so with my process using the sound healing, and I also have vibrational transformational healing cards that hold a frequency. And as I mentioned, it creates a very unique circuitry that, let's say, a very common uh, affirmation that somebody might have in very, in like right away, depending on their background um, and experiences, is I am safe. A lot of people do not feel safe to be themselves feel safe in the world. I've happened to have worked with many women, for example, that have been abused. So it's a very common statement for them to work with initially. So what happens when they say the statement, I am safe, they're listening to an audio of my sound healing. They have the transformational healing cards that they put their hands on. And so when they say, I am safe, consciously, Subconsciously, anything that is not in alignment with that statement is going to rise to the surface. It's like, really, let me show you. And the frequency of love that's embedded in the sound healing in the cards just doesn't, those subconscious beliefs and programming just lose its force. It loses its life force. It, It neutralizes out. So, the system constantly is reinforcing either an existing neuropathway or in some cases it's truly creating a new neuropathway that is now working for you as opposed to against you. And that's why people that work with me get their results much easier and faster. So in the example that I just gave of the woman who came to me that wanted to improve her business, she actually attracted the love of her life within four months of us working together. And her mm. business continued to grow. And I've also had situations where another man came to work with me because his business was not going well. Um, he, he was not getting the contracts that he would normally obtain. And his results accelerator and I probably should explain that just a tiny bit more. I took those 10 areas that I deal with people when we're designing their life, and at some point I raised the question, because I'm always looking for ways to make it easier and faster. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I said, what if we test, because I use applied kinesiology muscle testing to test for different Mm -hmm. things, and And I said, what if we use these entry points? And I also teach people how to do this intuitively. In fact, um, there's an exercise uh, in my book. There's a link to that you can do this exercise, your results accelerator, and it shows you how to do that. And so in his case, all right, he wanted to grow. He wanted to get his footing again with his business. His results accelerator, the entry point of what he needed to do to get his business going, he was supposed to start dating. And I want you to know that I, the person, would never have recommended that. 
I would have said, mm-hmm. hey, I know that eventually you'd like a relationship again. He had been divorced two and a half, three years. Um, let's get your confidence up. Let's get your business going again. Then we can talk about this dating thing. So we were both kind of scratching our heads. And, and I said, let's trust the process. And I am not exaggerating. I helped him with his online profile. He started talking to women. He was living in Costa Rica at that time. Within three weeks, he connected to this woman in Brazil. They had this amazing connection. Within a short time of them connecting, he lands this ginormous contract. I mean, things were flowing. And he ended up moving to Brazil within a few months. And his business was the kind of business that he wasn't location restricted. So, Mm -hmm. So this is what happens. You know, a woman came to me because one of her friends released 60 pounds working with me in a little over four months, I believe it was, three or four months. It was very fast. And um, she said, I want you to do that for me. Now, in her case, her results accelerator pointed to her career. And she was not happy that this is what I brought up. She said, I didn't come to you for my career. I came to you because I want to release weight. And so I said, well, so basically the essence of it was, can we just trust the process and let's see what happens. So I helped her dust off her resume. We talked about different options that she might want to explore. And again, I am not exaggerating. Within two weeks, she landed a new job opportunity. And she started this new job, and guess what started to happen? She started to release her weight. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's it's not a you know it's not a direct line, and sometimes it is. Sometimes you want to build your business, we got to focus on your business. And sometimes if you want to attract love, we focus just on that. But remember, it's just an entry point, so we don't ignore the other. It's just we focus on both. Yeah, yeah, and it, it happens actually. I think often where you know our um, what needs to be balanced within us manifests in ways that just some are just sometimes just totally not connected at all. You know, I mean, I mean, like you said, there's right. logical line, you know, um, for that. And, um, and I think that's, you know, um, that's kind of like going for the cure rather than the Band-Aid, you know, and as right. kind of going for what is needed first. Um, well, so now the results accelerator is then, it, it's a process that then points to a particular area for the client if the client should the client focus on that particular area that the things would progress much faster than they would otherwise is that would that's ideas? correct that's okay. correct yeah you know for another example there i was speaking at an event there was a man sitting near the front of the room and we're and i do this in my you know i share this process in my talks many times and and his eyes were just big as saucers, and so I, I was close enough to him that I said, would you mind sharing what's going on? And his, he was listening to me, and he, it was a business conference, so I asked them to be, that the result be related to their business for the sake of that exercise. His results accelerator was family, and he was very dedicated to his family, and he had been working so hard to be a provider of his family, but he was not spending as much time with them, and he was missing them, and they were missing him. And so I basically made a request of him. I said, the next couple of weeks, see where you can just carve out more time to spend with your family and see what happens. And I said, and let me know. And he did get in touch with me, and he said, it's amazing. I'm spending more time with my family and my business. I'm getting more customers. And so we never know. I would think in part 
what you said is true, maybe bringing you more in balance. I think it's nourishing a part that maybe is needed and and has been more neglected. So so I'm I'm fascinated by it. I'm always fascinated by how this works. It's like, wow, this is cool stuff. I don't know I don't know how I got here, but I'm grateful. And so um so I love all of this because I help take the guesswork out of of the process. We don't you don't have to contemplate your navel, you don't have to try to figure out, you don't have to relive your childhood. We just get on with what we get on with creating your miraculous right. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wonderful. Um, yeah, that's you know, um, so much time is spent, you know, sometimes I think in excess of trying to pinpoint the, you know, um, the source of some of our experiences, and and you know, and sometimes it's important, but sometimes it's, it's you know. It, it's not. It's the overall lesson or the overall awareness that we gain having gone through it, you know. And I think, Absolutely. That, I think that's kind of what's important. Absolutely. And if I could even just add to that, you know, for many, many years, my background is in counseling psychology and management and organizational development. And in psychology, we were doing the best we knew how, and it was more the find it and fix it mentality. Find out what's wrong. Let's figure out what we can do about it. So it required us to go back into our past. And there was a day and time, I don't remember how many years ago any longer, but I thought, what if we're looking in the wrong direction? Because now what I know about how the brain works, how it is wired, when we keep looking for what's wrong, what we need to find, What is your brain being told to do? Find it so we can fix it. So there's this find it, fix it, because something is wrong mentality, as opposed to let's point forward. What is it that you want to be experiencing? Let's focus on that. Let's raise your energy, your confidence, your frequency, because now we know that the levels of higher frequency emotions of love and gratitude, things along that line, override the others that are the lower frequencies of anger and frustration and hate and sadness. So it's truly wonderful because also I mentioned, you know, I work, I've, I have worked with women who have been abused and I'm so grateful they don't have to relive that. And honestly, Robert, within yeah. hours, they are freed from that. And that is such a huge blessing beyond measure. Yeah, that that can be a heavy weight for some, so for sure. And now, gosh, we're getting down toward the end of the show, Wendy, but one of the things that um, I wanted to get your input on is, you know, regarding this last year and a half where we've, um, you know, been in isolation and, or quarantine and we've had to deal with the, the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. It's, I, I think this, I mean, this is, I think, going to go down in history as one of those moments in history that just really changed the world consciousness and, you know, in a lot of different ways. So, but what what would you say um, to 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 those out there who think that creating miracles in this time period is um, crazy? (laughs) And maybe it is, and maybe it's not. Um, I think that this period of time, because I'm always looking for the opportunity in any Mm -hmm. circumstance. Because sometimes when we hit our hit ourselves up against the wall, you know, it's like, well, what maybe needs to shift? And I think it has been give, given many people pause to really look at what is it that I want to be doing? What really matters to me? You know, and and I don't lose sight of the fact that many people are very frustrated. They're very challenged. We have a lot of angry people out there. And and so the question remains, because I'm questioning it, it's like, why are so many people so dissatisfied? 
Why are so many people so frustrated? What needs to shift? And and one of the reasons I started Miraculous Moments is I want to be a vehicle, a voice for helping people find hope again. And maybe you can't go to the big picture yet, but maybe you can. You know, be willing to get honest. You know, I was just talking to somebody yesterday that is um, in a major transition in her life, both work and her marriage. And, you know, just talking to her briefly, I was able to help her start thinking about how she wanted to be living her life. And I was able to guide her just to take a step or two because in my world, I believe that when we take inspired action, and that doesn't mean it's a woohoo, I get to do it. It's just in your heart right. you know that you got to take that little step. And, and it could be just a teeny tiny little step. Maybe you've been thinking about a new career. Um, maybe you're trying to figure out how you can stay at home more with your children. You know, there's a whole gazillion different possibilities. And I think it's just to a point of getting honest about what matters to you. You know, my prayer is that we find better ways to come together as a community, as a country, as a, as a world. And that more of us truly send out love, fill ourselves up with love and send out love. And there are so many ways that are easily that we can do that today. We know so much about energy. And so yeah, we have the ride is not complete yet with this pandemic. More than likely, we will see we're seeing it already, the start of yeah. another wave. I don't have a crystal ball fortunately, but I don't think we're near the end of this yet. And so we're not even at the point that we know what our new normal is going to be. And so I think, though, each person has a responsibility to just say, well, what can I do? And if you're down in the dumps about something, find a way to help someone else. I don't care what it might be. Because the more you can just get out of your world and do a little act of kindness for someone else, that gets the ball rolling, the ball rolling. So, yeah. so be patient with yourself. Be kind to yourself and be kind to others. And just look at what the opportunity may possibly be for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Wendy, this has just been a delight to chat with you today. Um, our, our time is up, um, but um, thank you. And, and um, I, I did uh, send a little friend request so on Facebook, so hopefully we can connect in the future. Um, oh, wonderful. And, and uh, I, I just want to thank you for your time. And, and now, you know, I run across people talking about miracles often, so – I will be sure to send them your way, you know, because I think, you know, that's just a wonderful effort um, to be put forth, you know, because if people um, see and hear about miracles, I think it opens them up to the, to, to realizing, you know, that, that they happen. Um, and I know, I mean, I'm often, <laughs> I wouldn't say very often, but I mean, I, I, if I'm in a situation, I say, okay, I'm open to a miracle for this, however that, yes. whatever that should be, you know, and it's just like, hey, I'm ready, okay. <laughs> so, um, and I think, you know, but I think that's important to um, to be able to uh, bring in that little inspiration, you know, to, to, to recognize, to being aware that it could come in. Absolutely. The being open part, that is a critical piece right there. I couldn't have said it better, Robert. Well, great. Well, listen, thank you very much for your time, Wendy. And uh, My pleasure. Sure that, uh, we'll be keeping in touch, and, and uh, you have a great day. Thank you. I would love that. Thank you. Great. You're very welcome. Again, everyone, today my special guest has been Wendy Darling, and we've been talking about her work as well as her new book, 
create your miraculous life. It's never too late. Um, again, if you ever thought about it, it's too late to do something, definitely go ahead and visit Wendy's website, which is www.wendydarling.com. And also, if you happen to have a miraculous moment that you want to share with her, uh, be sure to contact her, and her email is wendy at wendydarling.com. So everyone, thank you for your time today, and until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. To follow our show, visit our homepage at byteradio.me and select the platform you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.